0: Thank you for joining us today on Pulling the Strings. Today's episode, we'll be going over the Contributor Summit that just passed recently. Uh, what went on, what people did, what people learned. And we have a couple special guests in the house. Feel free to introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is Ben. I'm Ben Ford here at Puppet. I'm our developer advocate, community manager, something like that. I mean, I just do cool stuff here, and I talk to a lot of cool people, like uh, Tim, who is our other guest on the line.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Tim. I'm a DevOps engineer at GoDaddy in Cologne, Germany, and in my free time, I spend a lot of time working on Vox Populi and managing the Puppet community.
0: Huge thank you to you, Tim, for making the time to join our podcast today. I know it's late over there. Are you all caffeinated? Are you ready to do this?
2: I'm... Hundred percent ready. Yes.
0: Awesome. Before we dive into post contributor summit details, I need to know what was the goulash game like oh. in Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all the details.
1: That's right. I, I I told you about uh about like the bike tour that that like toured across uh, Budapest and like sampled all of the different goulashes everywhere. And I'm sad to report that I never did uh, make it to the bike tour, but I did try a lot of goulash, and it's still a win. Still a win, always a win. Um, we 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 just like evolve a little bit, we, like we we change the scope, and and that way we can still call it a win, right? Um, so I learned something very important about my own heritage, I think, and that is that what I grew up knowing as goulash was not actually goulash. Oh, so, <laughs> and they just call it beef stew over there. Oh. So, goulash is one kind of soup and beef stew is another kind of soup, but the thing that my mother called goulash was just beef stew.
0: Which is different than American is, beef stew.
1: Well, yes. Very different from American beef, uh, mm. beef stew. Uh, there's a lot of paprika in it. Ah. And it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And I actually learned that goulash is maybe not my thing. I mean, huh. it was all right. Yeah. But, but beef stew, that's my jam.
0: Ah, right on, right on. What about you, Tim? Did you get in on any goulash slash beef stew?
2: Ah, uh, yes, I tried a lot of it. Um, in the old town, we have a lot of different goulash sorts in, in in Germany. They are very, very similar. Um, so not much different to to learn, but it's always nice to um get to a different country and enjoy the um, different ingredients that they put into and how they spice it. Um, yeah, can highly recommend a trip to it.
0: Right on. So is there like a goulash turf war? Kind of like in America, we have like New York style pizza versus Chicago deep dish. Like, is there like German goulash versus rest of world?
2: Oh, that's that's a very good question. Um, we have some German specialties. Yes, it's true. Um, they add a huge amount of wine into it and cook it for, for a very long, long time. You've won People me told over. Me that that's a German version.
0: I'll take it. Sounds delicious. (laughs) You've already got the
1: points in in Andrew's book. I think we have declared uh, German goulash is the winner. All right. (laughs) And if you want to
0: contest that, you know where to find us on social media. And oh yeah, by the way, I'm your easily distracted host, Andrew Nim, managing editor of Puppet.com. So, while my heart wants to spend 90 more minutes... 120 minutes. Who knows and the rest of the day? Too. Yeah, forget and that. stomach. We want to talk about goulash. Let's let's get back to the main topic here, which is to break down what went on at Contributor Summit. So, guys, tell me a little bit about the event. Um, I didn't go. I, I had to stay around in Portland. You know, uh, well, look after I'll the shop. You, but I would love to hear from folks with the feet on the street.
1: You really missed out. Oh. It was. It was. A, an incredible event um, in an incredible place. We had practically a whole week of, of people who like, like shared a lot of ideas and had a lot of things to talk about. All in the same space. Some of those ideas were shared. Some of those things were talked about, like on the floor at Contributor Summit itself. But we also we went out for dinner every night and we hung out for another day afterwards and we played uh, pinball. Um, Tim can probably talk about the uh, pinball museum in a little bit. And we just we spent a lot of time just sort of bouncing ideas off of each other. And, and just like, that's one of the things that I feel like is is just incredibly important to building a strong, vibrant community. That sounds amazing.
0: Tim, I had heard, you know, back here uh, in at Portland headquarters, we were looking at snippets and pictures from the event. The theme seemed to be lots of hands on keyboards, smiles on faces. Uh, tell me a bit about that, Tim.
2: Yes. Um, I really enjoyed the event. Um the venue wasn't too big, but it wasn't, also, it wasn't too small. Um, we had a big open space, um, many small tables and everybody could sit together and discuss and actually work on your laptops and develop some new code um, and also listen to, to great talks. So um, I think it was, was a very successful event uh, for me as an attendee. Um, yeah, I'm looking for, um, for new events that uh, are coming up in the future. Um, Speaking about the pinball event, in the beginning, that was uh, on our first night in in Budapest. um, We visited the biggest museum in Europe uh, with a lot of pinball machines. Um, I think they have over 50 or 60 machines. um, And we could even uh, play on every of them. All of them were working and we did a little tournament against each other. Ooh. And it uh, was a great way to, um, to get in touch with all the different people from all the different countries that all speak a different language. And um, having the pinball machines around helped us to, to break the barrier and to get in touch more easily, I think.
0: Yeah, pinball's yeah. the Rosetta Stone of games. Yeah, totally.
1: And, and kind of like the, the tournament really gave people like impetus to go talk to somebody that they may or may not have to, uh, talked to before. Because yes. we sort of had to, like, like you had a name. And you had to go figure out who that name was. And then you had to uh, decide which game you were going to play. And then you had to uh, like, like run through and play the game and take your turns and everything. And it, there was a lot of conversation that ended up just kind of organically coming out of that that maybe wouldn't have if we hadn't run
0: that pinball tournament to, to begin with. That is awesome. I'm also a little disappointed. Fox Pupilai held a pinball tournament, basically the World Cup, of pinball, <laughs> and it wasn't live streamed. Really, guys? Really? Well, we that's a, a growth opportunity for next year. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, you know, Portland is also a great scene for smaller independent events, much like Contributor Summit. There's something about it. It's charming. Uh, it's very uh, interesting when you get like-minded people together to think through uh, difficult challenges, solve new problems. Um, what was it about the event this year that made it so different and unique? So the big change about this event from uh,
1: events in the past was that we used to be a t- uh, like kind of married to uh, PuppetConf and that gave us some benefits that you didn't really have to get approval to go to another event all you needed to do was just kind of show up a day early to PuppetConf and, sh- and go to this. But it also like sort of set the scene as, as to like expectations of, of what the event was going to be like. It was people who were going to PuppetConf who also felt like, well, oh, I, I mean, I can show up to a Contributor Summit as well. I think that separating it, pulling it out, let us focus a lot more on just the technical aspects um, and the community aspects. It let us just kind of like we didn't talk about roadmaps. We didn't talk about timelines. We didn't talk about, Hey, here's a new release coming up in the future. We talked about, here are some technologies. Here are some really cool things you can do with that, those technologies. And let's kind of work together and like brainstorm. Like what, what are, what are some great ideas that can come out of like the synergy of you and I sitting together hacking on this? And I think that that's something that, that we've kind of been missing out on, uh, for a little bit. So having a venue that was, was tight, like, uh, Tim was saying, but wasn't like, too small it was it was like kind of like that right size it was the, the perfect size enough people to, to hit critical mass but not so many that it was overwhelming and we just we hacked we did amazing That's things
2: awesome. yeah uh i can only agree on that it was very good in in, in previous conferences um most of them had multiple tracks at a time and you never knew which Talk you should attend to, but this wasn't the case for um, the last Contributor Summit. So this was a single slot event, um, which was very, very good, I think. And also, there there wasn't any sales pitch in any talk, which is something I don't like as a technical person. I don't want that anybody sells me closed source software. I would like to understand how, how technology works and what's coming up next. And um, Puppet delivered this um, in a perfect way.
0: That's awesome. You know. When you go to an event like this, it takes time. It takes energy. Um, we live in an age where you can watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. You can take a training course for nine ninety nine, right? Um, right? But nothing really replaces an event like this where you get together and hack on projects together, solve problems together. Tell our newer listeners out there, Perhaps folks who are wondering, you know, how do I learn more about DevOps practices? How do I learn more about config management, infrastructure automation? Um, what is the value of of getting together like this over, you know, and, and combining it with a curriculum that also includes, you know, stuff you learn on the interwebs? That's a really, really good question, and I
1: think what it what it comes down to, especially is is you're getting to know something, especially when you're 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 starting out learning things. You don't always know what to ask. You don't always know what to look for. You don't know what to explore. And it's really easy to get like caught up in the wrong thing or go down in the in the re- the weeds in in something that isn't quite as productive as it could be. And sitting in a room uh, like in collaboration with other people that you're that you're working with it lets you sort of like organically pick up on the things the the topics that are that are hot the things that are of interest that like lets you sort of like learn from the conversations that other people are having and also gives you space to say wait hang on that's a thing i'm interested in that's that's something that could solve this problem at my company that i didn't even really know that i knew that that i had and and so, it's just kind of that like that organic growth of knowledge rather than a prescriptive here's a thing that you need to go like study A, B, C and D and then you're going to be an expert.
0: I had the privilege of watching Ben Carousels and Anna Velasco basically coordinate an event on the other side of the world here from Portland that is no easy task. I've heard many positive things coming out of Contributor Summit. Uh, there had to have been challenges along the way, right? I love to hear some of those from, from Ben, you know, from an attendee like yourself, Tim, uh, to let people know out there about, you know, how these things are wildly complex things that need to be coordinated and what, you know, random things you might run into along the way.
1: Absolutely, totally. And, and in reality, the thing is like, no matter how big the event is that, that you're looking at, no matter how well established it is, it's always a work in progress. It's always something that's growing and evolving. You go to a big AWS event, you go to say, uh, Dreamforce or something, that's a thing that is growing and changing every single year. It's just that the the, the changes are a lot more noticeable when, when an event is smaller or when it's new. So, one of the things that we, honestly, I, I think that we kind of uh, miscalculated to begin with is how big of a change uh, decoupling this from PuppetConf was going to be. In years past, we sort of like had the the privilege of being able to kind of coast along with uh, PuppetConf. And we didn't have to do like, for example, any of the promotion that goes into a new event or anything. And this year, we had to start thinking about those things for the first time. And we kind of misjudged how much that would carry over. And there there were a couple of stumbling blocks along the way. And we had to to do uh, like learn a lot of hard lessons about what it means to build a new event, what it means to take and, and stand something up brand new. And uh, pull something off, and I think that we had a couple of those sort of like humbling moments of, hey, wait a minute, you know what? We had these grandiose dreams of what this was going to be. Let's kind of take that scope and and pull it back down to the core, and let's focus on what's important and not about what's grandiose. And I think that that's one of the things that let us pull off such a, a great event. At least I I hope it was great from my standpoint. It it felt like it was really good, and I would love to hear like whether Tim felt that there were things that that could have been that like that we could have done better at.
2: I don't think that there is anything that you could really improve, if I'm thinking about the event. Um, everything went fine, the venue was good, I think everything was properly organized, um, the food was good, we had huge luck with the weather, very, very nice. And also, the city that you choose, um, Budapest, is pretty, pretty cheap, um, especially compared to, to San Francisco in 2017 for PubCon. <laughs> One thing that I learned is, um, so I live in Europe, we have a bunch of coins to pay with and, and paper money, um, but in Budapest, I cannot pay with, with my euros. <laughs> they, they have a different currency, um, which is something that I learned while landing on their airport. So I wasn't as much prepared as I should have been. <laughs> it's more something as my, uh, something as my personal takeaway.
1: That's an interesting point actually because as, as an American traveling through uh, like Europe and, and uh, Asia and uh, like other countries, I'm used to like having to change my currency into like the local currency and, and, and like that was an expected thing for me. So, it's not often that I talk to a European and I have like, I don't know what the leg up when it comes to currency.
0: I have two recommendations for the event next year. Livestream the Vox Pupulai World Cup of Pinball and also, team jerseys by country. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's a nice idea, yeah.
0: But there are some really good ideas for
1: things that we could do better next next year. Because I, I feel like where we are right now was... It was kind of like on the lower end of the, the sweet spot of, of the size of the uh, of the event. I'd love to grow it in size a little bit. I'd, l- I'd like to make it maybe... Maybe double the size that it was, but I don't want to go too much bigger than that. But there are things that we could do that we, uh, th- to make that even, I don't know, make that work even better. I'd like to have like peripheral events. So it's not just Papatize PDX and contributor summit, but I'd like to also have like the, like a sort of. Other events surrounding it, and I'd like to get people more involved earlier, so that when they when they come to the event, they they have some more expectations about like what we're we're going to be working on, what we're going to be talking about, and we can present kind of like the like the culmination of some of these projects. So there are lots of things that we could do, I think, and and live stream.
0: I, I right think on. that's a given. <laughs> well said. The, the pinball live, live stream the pinball. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about community. It is no joke. Uh, to be a part of a community like Puppets, I mean, you're already doing your day job and then you are spending your free time. This is time you could be using gardening, binge watching things on your favorite streaming or, service. Or if you're Tim, barbecuing. There you go. Always <laughs> be barbecuing. But instead, you are contributing back to modules, open source tools that help folks in their uh, automation endeavor. I want to know a little more about Vox I Tim. I mean, you and the crew... This is a volunteer-run organization that is a big part of the puppet community.
1: I'd even go as far as to say that they're almost a pillar of the the uh, uh, the community.
0: Just one pillar,
1: the foundation. There we go. They're oh. they're, they're the foundation of the community.
0: Yeah, I Made don't know a... if we
1: can uh, overstate that.
0: Titanium, <laughs> titanium foundation of the community. Vox pupili. go for it, Tim.
2: Yeah, sure. Just just add more pressure on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Vox So I think it's pretty amazing how how the community evolved uh, in the past um, three or four years. We started as a very, very small group with like 10 to 15 people contributing to puppet modules from time to time. And if I check our current um, GitHub organization stats, we have um, more than 120 modules, um, 160 GitHub modules in total, and uh, something around 170 people with merge access to all the repositories that we own. Many of us are going to DevOps meetups or conferences and just speak about Vox Populi, how the community is organized, um, and what we do in our day to day work. Most of our people do this in their free time they don't get paid to attend such conferences but it's a it's a very nice feeling to work in a nice environment with friendly people that are open-minded to new technology and this gives us some some power to um to just keep working on it and makes makes a lot of fun
1: one thing that i think is a little bit interesting and to like make use of like one of those horrible buzzwords is that i kind of think that vox Pupolei is one of those Thought leaders in in the DevOps uh, world is like people look up to Vox as being sort of like these are the people who know how this stuff works. I, I should pay attention to them. And the the people on the the PMC are, are they're sort of like shepherding that. They're, they're they're sort of like putting together those guardrails of like keeping this community going in a pro, uh, productive manner. I I think it's amazing what they've uh, been able to accomplish.
0: And I agree. And Tim, if there are folks out there who are hearing what you're all about and wanting to get involved, how can they do so?
2: Um, so we have a website, voxpopudio.org, um, that everybody can check out. Um, it contains a lot of documentation about all the modules that we have and how people can contribute to the actual repositories, but also links to our IRC channel that we have on Freenode and um, another links to our mailing list and also to our Slack channel. So there are many ways to get in touch with us. Um the community is spread around the globe uh, and we almost cover every time zone. So um whenever you have a question I would like to just read out to us and chat, somebody will be available in most cases.
0: That's awesome. And well for those of you listening via the website will include links in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and it's also worth pointing out that the the friction for getting involved is actually very very low. Um if you happen to use one of the, uh, Vox's modules or one of their tools and you find something that you want to add or fix or whatever, then you can just make a pull request. So you can ju- you can just look at this and go, "Huh, I could fix that thing." And make a pull request and that's sort of like your intro your your uh gateway into this uh this organization and maybe then next week you'll make another pull request and maybe down the road you'll you'll start commenting on some of the issues and you just sort of like organically get welcomed into this group of people it's not a very large barrier to entry
2: i would like to to add something to this we have a bunch of open pull requests and Many people think that to review such a pull request, you need to be an actual member of our GitHub organization, but that's that's not true. Like everybody can check out the open issues that we have and also the open pull requests and just see through the code, uh, comment on it, or just uh, click the approval button if you think the code is working or if you even tested this. This makes it way easier for us to um, to merge the code and to um, speed up the um, development process. And it's also a nice way to get in touch with the code base and all the um, other developers that we have.
1: It's worth pointing out that if you go to the voxpupoli.org uh, web page, there's a link right in the header that will open up the uh, pull request list, and you can find those very easily and uh, just list them out, look at them, see what you think.
0: Thanks, you guys. I've got an interesting question here for the both of you. It's pretty clear that the community, Vox Eye, you all are doing a bunch of work heroics in a fly-by-night manner. There's got to be a way to tap into more resources. I mean, a question that immediately pops in my mind is if all this goodness is happening, you know, what else could Puppet, the organization, be doing to support these efforts outside of fun podcast episodes and pinball tournaments and (laughs) events uh, in Europe?
1: Well, one thing that we're doing already is that we're helping out kind of like helping with some of their infrastructure needs um we're uh giving them spots like travis slots for testing and all of that i would love to be able to expand that and i would love to be able to give them more access to some of some of our resources and uh build some tools that help not only us but uh but uh, vox populi i'm working on like myself i'm working on some tools that will provide some like insights like development insights into like what sort of problems people are running into and what sort of impact uh, potential changes are going to make towards downstream modules, various things like that. And I want to like make Vox Pupili like a, an equal partner and working on those and using those metrics and using those tools. Uh, but I am really curious to hear what Tim has to think about that.
2: I think um, development gets easier if you have very good defined standards, and if there is only one standard to follow, so Puppet has many, many people that develop Puppet modules, the same is valid for the former organization and also for Box Coppoli, um, for the CERN organization from, from Europe, so there are many, many groups with multiple developers that all do the same stuff, basically, and all of us defined their own development guidelines and rules and um, guidelines for reviewing pull requests and stuff like this. And I think if we all could work closer together to have um, less standards but better standards um, for reviewing code and um, for for style guides, this this would help many of us and it would also make uh, contributions uh, from from new people way easier.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I would really like that a lot. Um, earlier today, we were even talking about uh, building like a reference architecture that uh, Vox People I could, could publish. I would love it if we sort of like worked with them and then we promoted that as well as like, this is the standard open source uh, reference architecture. I think there's a lot of opportunity there for, for like collaboratively building good standards.
2: Yes, true. Um, I check the Puppet documentation from from time to time basically after every release. The docs are pretty great and they very good examples um, about the actual puppet language about the DSL about stuff that you can do and stuff that you can't do but there aren't really uh, recommendations like there are many many ways to achieve the same thing. And it's not really documented which way is the best. And there are always some some edge cases that you can't cover in every document. And on Vox Populi, we noticed that we have so many people that review really pull requests. And they're all in different time zones. And we would like to have um, a high quality of our code base across all repositories. But discussing such things in, in Slack or in on an email list is very complicated and takes a lot of time so we just started to write down everything that we agreed on on our website and it started as a very very short document with like five bullet points and at the moment it's like two pages long and has 30 or 40 different items on it and this document is growing over time if we could make this, um, on a long point of view, and an official standard or an official document, I think that would help many, many people.
1: Yeah, we should totally get Gene working with you to like turn that into some like more official uh, recommendations and, and let
0: you more or less kind of like own that as a, as a reference. So folks, as you heard, community work, it's hard work. It's beneficial work. It often goes unthanked. Let's take a quick moment and applaud all the community members out there. Whether you're a puppet community member or a member of any other technological community where you're wanting to mentor, share ideas, best practices, you go. You are a winner in our books. Speaking of winners, one of us here has won an MVP award. Ben? Ben? Who won?
1: Well, it wasn't me, and it wasn't, it wasn't you. So that, that that leaves it down to uh, Tim, who's won our MVP award um, again. And I think this year we've we've decided that maybe we'll put term limits on that. So maybe that, <laughs> that we know that Tim's not going to win the award again next year. So that, that that gives us more difficult choices because honestly, Tim was kind of like the the in it was a it, it wasn't a who should be mVP this year it was like, well, is there anybody who can even approach like the the amount of contributions <laughs> that that Tim does no well, I guess Tim's mVP again, so no surprise uh Tim, you're awesome and you do great things for our community and I am honestly a little bit overawed at how much you end up doing I'm kind of fascinated with uh, with how you're able to put so much work into the the community and how you're able to do that and also maintain your sanity
2: thank you thank you so much for for the nice words um yeah it, it started out pretty pretty low with just few reviews and, and mergers on modules that I used on my own uh, like three and a half years ago and it just got more and more I think one of the key facts here is that getting Positive feedback uh, for the work that you do is always awesome. And most companies aren't really able to, to deliver this. And because like, well, they already pay you with money. So um, <laughs> um, separate appreciation um, is rare. Um, but this is different in an open source community. Like um, people are just sending out emails and say that the work that you do is pretty awesome. And just, that just gives you more power to, um, to keep working on it.
1: That's something that I've seen quite a bit in Vox Populi. Like one of one of my earliest uh, uh, memories of working with Tim in, in Vox Populi is having a conversation about a, like a brand new contributor, somebody who had, had just like stepped in, and, and deciding what sort of gift that Tim was going to send this person to say thanks for uh, for contributing. And I was kind of blown away that that he was willing to go to the effort of, of like even thinking of that. So I think that really says something about like the the kind of person that, that Tim is. <laughs>
0: You're a winner, Tim. You're a winner. So what are your hopes for the future of the org and for the community at large, Tim?
2: Tricky question. It would be nice um, to get more contributors um, with a bunch of open issues. And it would be nice if we could clean up most of the uh, backlog that we have. We are currently working on more automation to make the work easier for all the people that we have. that's looking uh, good so far and we just hope that the community keeps growing
1: yeah i think that that also that that identifies another thing that we could collaborate with uh, vox pupillae on is that as far as i can tell one of the 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 key things that keeps Uh, that organization working so effectively is how much they like ruthlessly and relentlessly automate as much as they can. And I think that that, there's a large uh, opportunity for all of us to sort of work together and build like standard automation for puppet modules as a platform. So guys, I got to know, what were your favorite projects
0: coming out of Contributor Summit?
1: I think the thing that people were most excited about was litmus, to be honest um litmus is a tr- uh, a testing tool that is sort of like the the successor to some other uh tooling that we've had in the past. Uh there's, there's been a kind of a family of tools. There's beaker and then a, a bunch of other tools around beaker that that just kind of uh we mishmash them together and use them for acceptance testing. Litmus is a new idea of of saying, "Hey, you know what? We have tooling in place to do a lot of the orchestration that we had to manually manage before. And we've got tooling that does really good uh, unit uh, testing and uh, like integration acceptance testing. Why don't we just like take a fresh look at all of that? Why not? Why not? And then use this new simple uh, uh, glue layer. To pull those together and make a very simple, very easy, very quick uh, testing layer for pop up modules. And it's developed pretty quickly. So it's pretty, it's its brand new right now. And there was a little bit of interest, a lot of people kind of like looking at it here and there. But after Summit, uh, people came into that, looked at it, saw what it could do, kind of poked at it, got their fingers on, on it, you know, like hands on keyboard time you were talking about. And like since then, I don't think a single day has gone by without another pull request or a comment or an issue. It has turned into maybe our most like, vibrant uh, uh, project in the Puppet ecosystem right now. You hear
0: that, Bolt team? You got competition.
1: <laughs> well, Litmus is using Bolt on the back end, so they're, they're also benefiting from this. True,
0: true. Uh, so, for folks out there, our module builders, our module makers, who are wanting a, a better means to test, where can they find Litmus, Ben?
1: That's a very good question because it's on the Git. Uh, you can find it at its GitHub repository, which is uh, simple uh, github.com slash slash puppet litmus. But I believe that we also recently just pulled it up into our open source page, which if you go to puppet.com slash open source.
0: Awesome. What about you, Tim? What was your favorite project or uh, thing coming out of the contributor summit?
2: I got two, two projects. Uh, one of them is uh, bold. It's very, very awesome to to um, basically replace endable and also um, to, to run a masterless Puppet setup. And um, it was nice that Lucy was there to to chat with and also many, many other people that are already using Bolt. So um, I could get some um, actual hands-on experience from those people. And also um, I learned a lot of stuff about Puppet Debugger, which was uh, completely new to me. Uh, It's a nice interactive show to really debug all your puppet code to see uh, which variables are available in your current scope, which values they have and to um, dig through really complicated issues that you might experience from time to time.
0: I want to acknowledge once again, Tim, you are a winner in my book. You're not the only winner here. I want to acknowledge that producer Enya is wearing an awesome button-up shirt. She's showing up, dressing for the role, outperforming us all. Enya, you two are a winner. So, Contributor Summit wasn't the only (laughs) event going on this year. The community team at Puppet is also working on another one around the corner called Puppetize PDX. Ben, tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, I'm going to take a real short segue first. Coming back to a point you made earlier about pinball tournaments and Mm. about Portland Mm -hmm. and then relating it back to Puppetized PDX. Eric Sorensen or Eric Zero, as many people uh, know him, and I were talking about how well that tournament in Budapest went off. And coincidentally, we also have uh, like a pinball uh, arcade tournament. I don't know if I would go as far as to call them a museum, the more like a, a, a bar. They don't have quite the same sort of like appeal of, of being down in the basement with like the dungeon arching over you and, and everything the, the Budapest Pinball Museum has, but they're still pretty good. We were talking about also running a pinball tournament here before, uh, puppetized PDX. And by the look on your face, I think that that, uh, that, that's like a vote in your book is, is to say, yes, oh, we yeah. should do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, will it be jerseys? <laughs> what teams? <laughs> World I'll, Cup? I'll leave that up to you. Oh, all right. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea.
1: So Puppetize PDX is sort of like the the other, like we talked about how Summit was uh, split off from PuppetConf. Puppetize PDX is the other half of that. So it is the spiritual successor of PuppetConf. So it'll have all the same sort of things. There'll be, of course, like the roadmap talks and the new product announcements and and a few of the salesy things that Tim doesn't like. But it's also got all of the (laughs) technical uh, uh, content that we've always had in. PuppetConf. there'll be people presenting about uh, solutions that they're working on there'll be people presenting about problems that they've they've struggled with about ideas that the that they've have about tools that they've built and there will be lots of time for collaboration We'll be having a like a hackathon the day before, sort of like free time in the office with uh, subject matter experts freely available to help you solve problems that you're working on. You can use that time to contribute to Puppet, contribute to a module or build a, a tool of your own and call on the the expertise of people here who know the technologies inside and out. And we'll also be doing sort of bird of the feather conversations that are a little bit reminiscent of some of the things that we did at, at Summit, but more in the context of, hey, here's a lot of new tools that we're, we're, we've been talking about. There's a lot of road mapping here. There's also this great big ecosystem, this DevOps ecosystem that is out beyond what, what Puppet currently addresses. What are some things that we can do? Like how are we as community members addressing all the problems that we see here? How are we, what, what processes are we building? What tools are we building? How are we using Puppet to integrate and solve some of these problems? What are some things that Puppet could do in the future that it doesn't do yet? Uh, What are some other tools that Puppet could build to help answer some of these problems? And also all of the the same you know, like the product announcements and everything we've been talking about. Sorry, I know I'm a little bit excited no, about this, awesome. but this is totally, this is a thing that we've been spending a lot of time in. And it's something that I'm
0: super, super excited about. Yeah, me too. Puppetize PDX, it'll be October 9th through 10th, 2019, this year. We've got events, trainings, and whatnot, uh, talking on to the days before. I'm uh, not quite sure about the days after. You can learn a lot more though on puppet.com slash puppetize. So, everyone, we've covered Contributor Summit. We've covered what it means to be a part of the community. Vox Pupili. Tim winning MVP once again. We gave you a preview of Puppetized PDX. Everyone, did we, did we miss anything? Did we cover everything here? It's been amazing.
1: Oh, that's a really open question. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there to cover. But I think we did cover everything that was in scope for this conversation. Right on. But, I mean, there's always next time, right?
0: Yeah, always next time. So, I want to leave everyone with a bit of food for thought. Uh, During this awesome episode, I pulled up Paula Deen's goulash recipe. So, what I want to know is knowing the heritage, the deep heritage of goulash, how does a popular American chef pull it off? You think she does it? You think she doesn't? Maybe we should try it. Maybe we should report back in. If you're interested, those will be in the show notes too. Need to bring it full circle, everyone.
1: I think we should hashtag that.
0: Hashtag goulash, powered by goulash.
1: <laughs> powered by goulash. I that like was that. a promise. Hashtag powered by Tim. goulash.
0: I'm looking at the show notes from the previous episode and he said he was going to run that whole marathon fueled by goulash. He's quoted on the air. It didn't happen. Maybe it needs to happen this year. There's a thing in Portland called the Portland Marathon that you are running, correct?
1: This is true. I'm actually even, I'm running a uh, a virtual training plan for it right now too. So if you are interested in joining up with us and running the Portland Marathon or half marathon, then you are absolutely 100% welcome. I haven't announced this yet, but I just got approval to get team jerseys so we can get a team bolt running shirt Mm. and you are uh, invited to come run with us. If you go to puppt slash PDX marathon, there's information there on how to get involved. Basically, just sign up for the marathon, join team
0: bolt and show up. Let's do it, people. All right. And with that, thank you so much, Tim for uh guest starring on our podcast here thank you so much ben always thank you producer enya in the awesome button-up shirt you are rocking it today and a big thank you to everyone listening in we really appreciate it always and with that catch y'all later